Oh no! It's not sad. It's happy. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> How you feeling? You did it. It's completed. Yeah. As of this Friday, you will be a completed Complete. podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> Although I didn't make you do over a hundred episodes for your first podcast. That's true. Ever, so We're easing into it. <laughs> it's not quite the same experience. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why I was looking at American Graffiti. I liked Pete's Green Onions is the best song ever made. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, all right, I know what week to have you on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got you booked. <laughs> all right. So bittersweet, Rachel. We've made it to the end. I won't sing The Doors, although it did just pop into my head. <laughs> Wrong era for the... If it, uh, <laughs> if it had been 1963 or 73 instead of 43, <laughs> we might have been like legally obligated yeah. to use that song. <laughs> we'll save all our musical genius for next next podcast <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully everyone listening to this heard at the end of the top of the ninth after talking to pete we announced <laughs> that we're gonna next summer analyze american graffiti it's been a favorite of mine for a very long time i'm excited to experience it for the first time <laughs> so we're gonna make rachel a true american finally finally <laughs> It's going to be interesting. I kept the subtitle one song at a time. Oh, good. Because it has brought me such delight every time I see someone abbreviate our podcast to A-L-O-T-O colon (laughs) (laughs) O-I-A-A-T. So next year we'll have A-G colon (laughs) O-S-A-A-T. We like colons (laughs) i'm so sorry i learned to name papers in academia and i need a sassy sub or no you have a sassy title and then you need a subtitle that says what it's actually about yeah (laughs) that's that's how you name things isn't it (laughs) it is the best because my husband will always call this movie league of legends I was like, what what are you talking about? And I'm like and I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's a whole that sounds like a whole different uh thing, like super <laughs> Although I just pictured a a League of Their Own episode of the TV show Legends of Tomorrow and I Ooh, want it. I want it bad. Which I guess technically League of Legends, that's still applicable to this movie. They are legendary. Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see. It's the bottom of the ninth, and we are about to talk to actual baseball person. I guess baseball person isn't a term. Baseball. She's not a person made of baseballs. <laughs> However, she is very cool. She is. Yeah, we're about to talk to Ashley Stevenson. Yes. And she's going to tell us all about, all about the minor it. leagues. Yes. <laughs> Which do not have stories from 2020. <laughs> Sadly, no. Uh, yeah, current state of baseball is like still weird. Going. It's so weird. It's like the last week of regular play right now. It's still going and like... Mookie Betts is posting pictures about how excited he is and you're start and it's so it's like, oh, so like it's exciting. Postseason, this is happening. And then mm-hmm. I just feel like on the running major league baseball side of things, things are such a mess that it's like, you're harshing my vibe. <laughs> 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 I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I cannot get excited about the postseason. And I know I'm a Red Sox fan, and this year, pfft, but that's not <laughs> why I'm not excited about the postseason. I've gotten heavily invested in years where my team had nothing to do with it. Or oh, even yeah. before I started rooting for the Red Sox. Like, I enjoy a good matchup, I think, as evidenced by all the overexcited crying I did <laughs> in the World <laughs> Series innings. So, yeah, I have no idea, like, what to make of it. Oh, Brock Holt had his second son was born. That was cute. That's oh, a, yeah. That was a baseball thing that I felt no conflicted feelings about. Adorable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. The Reds are keeping us on the edge of our seats if they will clinch that that uh, last spot or not. So they're taking it down to the wire. Like, it's like, <laughs> you've got to keep going, guys. <laughs> you've got to keep winning. You're they getting lost your last money's night, worth but... out of this season. Yeah. <laughs> Every game counts. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, they 
related to October baseball note. So I cleaned off my patio and like took down the hammock and put away the wind chimes. And my kid was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm getting I'm getting outside ready for winter. And <laughs> kind of like, okay. And it, it just ended up like I needed help doing something. So all of us were out there and he's like, we're getting ready for winter. Like this, he latched onto this. And then he was like, well, in winter it will snow. Or I forget, he didn't phrase it that way. But I was like, yeah, it, it, you know, that's why we put all the stuff away. Oh, yeah. And so today... September 23rd, he woke up and he asked me, has it snowed yet? Oh, no. (laughs) Don't say that. Don't. (laughs) I realized I had maybe set expectations for winter with my toddler that I was not ready to fulfill. And neither was Boston. (laughs) We're not ready for that. (laughs) I mean, I realized Colorado has already gotten some freak snow. But (laughs) knock on wood, we have not. Yeah, and and today was like the warmest day of the week, and so he was just yeah. like, I don't understand. And he's pulling on his boots, and it's like I'm ready for the snow, and I'm like, Oh no, oh no, oh no, <laughs> kid, I have news for you. <laughs> okay, like let's let's have a talk here. <laughs> yeah. Remember yesterday when we wore sweatshirts? That was it. That's all I'm committed to doing for the rest of the week. <laughs> But like it's still pumpkin spice season, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do take it as a sign. I was scrolling through social media and I saw like your astrological sign as fall baked good. You need to hmm. like indulge in right now. And I don't even remember what mine was because it didn't mean anything to me. I don't care. But um, his sign was pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Ooh. And now it's all I've been thinking about. And I'm Yum. like, I think we're going to make pumpkin chocolate chip cookies this weekend. What is his astrological sign, if I may? He is a Pisces. Okay, so that's not my treat. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> See, I'm not really I'm not really a pumpkin spice person. I used to be, but not so much. I got a pumpkin scone from Starbucks and a hot salted caramel hot chocolate. Oh, now that Starbucks. would be good. Mm. And yeah, I did it as I was leaving the Target because you can't have it inside, obviously, now. And oh, so yeah. I put my mask down and I drank the hot chocolate on my way to the train station. And then I ate the scone sitting on a bench in the park waiting for the train Ooh. out in the Fenway. And it was, it was very, very nice. nice. It was yeah. very nice. <laughs> I had snickerdoodle. Last time I went to the coffee shop, that was, yeah, this past weekend, the same day that my parents came to town and we walked around downtown and (laughs) I, uh, we were in a local store and I was helping my mom pick out a new cardigan thingy and my mom asked if I wanted to, if I saw any clothes that I liked or if I wanted to pick out some clothes and I was trying to come across the, I was trying to get the message across that. It's just hard because I don't really, I I just wear like inside clothes. I don't really wear like, <laughs> and I just, my brain, I, I just didn't feel like making a complete sentence from brain to mouth. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, I just can't justify it right now because I just, I don't wear clothes. <laughs> and this lady was looking, browsing on the rack to our right. And she <laughs> was like, <laughs> my mom just starts laughing. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm laughing. I'm like, no. She's like, I know what you mean, but yeah. <laughs> that poor lady. So I do wear clothes, by the way. Scandalize Just- <laughs> someone. <laughs> a day well spent. <laughs> yeah. Snickerdoodle coffee and scandalized a stranger. That's I my it. usual That's Saturday. An awesome Saturday. <laughs> Par for the course. <laughs> wrong sport. Wrong sport. All right. <laughs> I, I will let us get into our interview now. Welcome back to yet another episode of A League of Our Own, one inning at a time. Running out of innings, but we're not done yet. (laughs) I am one of your co-hosts, Tierney Steele, and with me today in the studio is... I'm your other host, Rachel Mummert, and today our guest is Ashley Stevenson, and she is the Director of Fan Engagement for the Charlotte Stonecrabs, a minor league baseball team located in Florida. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on our podcast. 
Sure. So usually we ask people their relationship to baseball, but my goodness, you are <laughs> in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is amazing. It's yeah. a little weird right now. This is definitely the weirdest season or year we've ever had for sure. But yeah, this this was going to be my 13th season in minor league baseball. And of course, it got canceled. So I don't really know what to do with myself right now <laughs> um, in August and not playing baseball. But, but yeah, been a lifelong baseball fan. If I give a little bit of my background, um, it came sure, from my go for it. came from my dad. My dad's hobby growing up was going to all the major league baseball stadiums. He's probably been to like fifty some now. He was gonna go to the new one in for the Texas Rangers this year and couldn't. <laughs> so he's Aww. got technically got one to go now to get caught back up. <laughs> oh, wow. But because of that, um, my parents were both teachers, um, so we all had summers off, and we would take these great road trips and see a lot of other start parts of the country like national parks yellowstone um visiting the beaches in san diego and then would go to baseball games at different stadiums along the way and would usually hit two or three um stadiums each trip so it was a really really cool childhood um obviously that gave me an interest in baseball and kind of tied it to family something you do as a group and have great memories from so that's where the interest lies <laughs> so do you have your top or any of your top like um favorite stadiums that you guys have been to? Well, obviously I am partial to the Cleveland Indian Stadium. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I've been there more times and I actually got to go to game six and seven of the 2016 World Series oh when gosh. they were in it, which awesome. didn't turn out the way I wanted because they lost. But yeah. I feel like that's that I earned my badge being a Cleveland sports fan Oh yeah, um, from that. That was but, such a uh, good series though. Yes. Yeah. And you can't really be mad at it because it was like the best baseball you could like, witness, but and the energy was insane in that stadium. But some other favorites, I really like uh, Camden Yards, uh, mm. Baltimore's stadium. It's cool with like the brick and stuff. We didn't actually get to see a game at the San Francisco Giants stadium, but we toured it and it is so cool being on the bay there. Um, so I would say those are the the two other big ones. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that the Tampa Bay Rays Tropicana Field is anything to get excited <laughs> about, um, even though that is now my, you know, affiliated team. Uh, mm, yeah. But it's it's a little different there. But they do have a tank there where you can pet stingrays. So oh my I gosh. guess that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Florida has like weird, cool things going on in yeah. their stadium. <laughs> or at least they did. Bring back the home run statue, for goodness sake. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I always joke that I can never go back to Camden Yards because the only game I've been there for, it was my father-in-law, who's a massive Red Sox fan, and one of his best friends for decades and decades were both turning 60 and the Red Sox were in town. So they rented a suite nice. in Camden Yards. And that, so I watched that game and it was like unlimited drinks, oh, a yeah. buffet of hot dogs and crab cakes and everything. I was just like, oh, I can never go sit in the bleachers yeah. now. Like, spoiled. So me. spoiled. I was so spoiled for that part. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting though, because now, now that I work in the industry, it completely changes your view when you go to games. So like, I just, I haven't looked at a game the same way since I started working in baseball. You notice all the other things like the signage and the promos they're doing and just yeah. every little detail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's still really cool. It's just different, you know? <laughs> yeah. My other favorite park, other than Fenway Park, obviously, for the historical thing, is um, right. McCoy Park in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Island okay is for the Pawtucket Red Sox sure I love it so much I said I it sounds like an insult but I meant it as a compliment that it really reminded <laughs> me of the series Brockmire <laughs> it was so much just the way it was built it was probably around the same time and I just really yeah. loved it it was that small town field they have this section where you can come with like your towel and just sit on the grass instead nice. of paying for a seat and I was just like this is wonderful I love this like it was just so old school and open and tiny little town and then they did fireworks like you know it just went straight to my heart so yeah. I am a really big fan of small town stadiums and I um I just watched earlier this year for the first time Bull Durham 
Yes. And they show her like (laughs) walking from her house to the stand. And I'm just like that. I want that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, obviously uh, I'm biased. I love minor league baseball and the smaller um, stadiums like that. Um, I just think you get such a more personal feel. Like I get to interact with fans so much more. So yeah, I definitely am all about that where you're right on the field. (laughs) Which is probably good for your job. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Interacting with the fans. (laughs) Well, we get to see quite a bit of of promos and uh, yes. <laughs> management walking around in the stands asking people if they enjoyed the game. So um, I guess we can use that as a jumping off point for talking about the movie. But of course, anything that comes to mind, let me know. But a lot of the promotional nights and stuff that we see in here were based <laughs> on things that they actually did during the war, selling war bonds and doing free admission for Red Cross volunteers and stuff sure. like that. And that that same spirit is still alive today. It's about whatever you can do to get people in the stadium. Um, You know, we have nights where we let people in for free that are from certain groups, veterans or nurses or teachers, um, and the weird and wacky things that we do to catch people's attention. (laughs) What's the next new idea? And one of the really cool things about working in baseball is that a lot of teams um, idea share because everybody's set up to where they have their own area that they're concentrating on bringing fans from so it doesn't hurt if the other team does well too so we're constantly looking at what's new what next new thing can we do and i'm sure that you know that's uh gonna continue on too as we try to get people to come to the ballpark what's the craziest like i'm always obsessed with the different like relays and stuff like when we were at mccoy their race was sponsored by like an optim optrician's office so people were in like giant inflatable eye (laughs) costumes racing each other around the track (laughs) do you do you have a go-to favorite that you've done um, we do a contest called Build a Burger in our ballpark where they have to assemble their burgers in one ingredient at a time, um, which are big foam objects. And basically, it's a suicide <laughs> sprint, so it sucks to do, <laughs> yeah. but it's so entertaining. And when that person goes to grab their top bun and they miss, the whole crowd just goes, no! And like, it ends up being a great this race like every time. Um, and then when I worked for Lynchburg, we had a miracle race where we had a um, mascot got eagle patriot and a hot dog that would race from (laughs) the right field line down to home plate and the amount of people both kids and adults that saw those mascots and got so excited and wanted to take their picture it was crazy (laughs) it's just this phenomenon mascots have with (laughs) people so that's always fun too it's impossible not to get invested yeah Yeah. (laughs) and have your favorite yeah (laughs) well that's we love we've brought up so many times doris's fans that come to all the games and then they bring her flowers in the world series series and stuff like that like that's that's the getting invested in the players not the, right. the mascots but i think it comes from that same place where you know these were supposed to be smaller cities is how i usually look at it but mm-hmm. kind of the size of like a minor league town they didn't want to right. be competing with the pros and like they did try and do a team in chicago and that oh, was yeah. short-lived yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> milwaukee was short-lived uh <laughs> but by god kenosha hunting in there you know that yeah. sort of thing <laughs> So they were definitely pulling from that crowd, trying to get people to come back year after year. Uh, one of my favorite stories is that Dottie Kemenshek played for the Rockford, the real Rockford Peaches for years <laughs> and years. She was an absolute superstar. And then she was starting to age and was like, yes, my back's not feeling great. Let me take. And she took a year off, but she still lived in Rockford. She did end up coming back for a limited time, but she basically ran the fan club, like the boosters nice. for yeah. her former team. <laughs> <laughs> and I just found that incredibly endearing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's no sure. one better to do it. <laughs> and they did have a Dottie Kamenchek night. She yeah, was nice. one of the players that got a night and uh, received many, many gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Although I always feel a little weird when they talk about how much money they made passing the hat amongst the other team. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just very selfish when it comes to my money. But I would be like, what's the minimum donation I can get away with here? <laughs> <laughs> I just rode a bus across the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, that's a roundabout way of transitioning to talking about Doris. No, I mean the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, I've become so biased as this goes on. <laughs> if, it's, if it's getting too crazy, please let me know. Doris is a character who, Ashley, I always loved. I always thought was funny. Right. But watching this movie super closely, oh man, she's so good. Because <laughs> yeah. she's the one that gives the speech on, you know, there's oh, a lot I of us. We don't need to put up with these men just because, you know, we're good. We're better at baseball than them. And, Goodbye, oh. Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my first A League of Their Own question would be, do you have a go-to favorite character from the film? I have always been partial to Marla. She yes. has a special place Ooh. in my heart because I think she takes the biggest transformation in the movie um, and really found herself through the team. And I think that's such a huge part of what sports is, as you become a family. And um, a big theme was they had all these people trying to tell them what they needed to do in order to get people to watch them. And they just proved all that wrong. Wrong, that no we are good and we have a reason for people to watch us and and they all kind of took that journey to find who they were um that kind of instead of fitting the mold that they were told to be in so i think for that reason marla is my favorite marla and her dad yeah yes. <laughs> although i do love that i forget which town she's from in colorado that they're um, like nothing's ever gonna happen here and now it's one of the like biggest town you know yeah go-to towns that everyone is like oh this is a great standard of living everyone should move here <laughs> but you're you're right at that time and place she needed to see the world and yeah. meet nelson <laughs> and she probably would have never left her town if she hadn't had this opportunity so oh, it's yeah. really great to mm-hmm. see her blossom <laughs> and just seeing how like her father was so for it you know like he yeah. he knew what she had and that it wouldn't be it wasn't in a way it wasn't quite the right time or place yet for you know because he said you know oh if she'd been a man you yeah. know we could have signed with the yankees they would have been all over her <laughs> yeah there were so many women like that where it's like because you were the right age in the right place heard about tryouts or in her case the scout heard about you but like the odds that anyone made it into the league are just mm-hmm. so amazing to me yeah. yeah and just I always go back to like I love Doris's speech on the bus where you know she never she never felt like she fit anywhere and she was always you know the odd one out but finding the league finding these women she was like I'm not the the only one that is like I am, you know, like I have you guys now and I don't need to, you know, like Ashley, like you said, you know, I don't have to fit this mold. I can just be right. who I was meant to be and this is where I'm supposed to be. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's one of my favorite moments. Yeah, and I like that in that speech, uh, Betty Spaghetti is one of the people looking at the photograph with her. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny because you think of two characters who are so different and Betty Spaghetti's happily married and all that, but she gets it. She's Mm -hmm. had a lot of those same experiences. And I think you get a little bit of that with Dottie, too, where in a weird way, it's almost like she's... She would never be ashamed of how good she is. But it is one of those things where, you know, Jimmy kind of calls her out on it. Like, why are you pretending you're not as good as you are? Like, why aren't you going for this wholeheartedly? Mm -hmm. And she's always holding herself back that little bit. Yeah. Which I think when you see the moments where she is, she does just let herself be a stone cold badass competitor. That's when I love her the most. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, yeah, no, you do that. Like, I forget which part it is, but I remember being like, she like struts to the plate i mean she is just yeah. so commanding yeah and when she does that splits catch yeah. like she kind of sh- that's her pushing herself to be like okay i'm gonna do this yeah kind of for her but also for the team to give us that little push so they're like holy holy crap <laughs> yeah like she, like she did that <laughs> her idea was to do it for the league but that smile when she gets up yeah. is like oh yeah i did it that yeah. that smiles for her <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> and then as you point out the racing catcher being like i can't, I can't do, do that, that. <laughs> who can <laughs> it's so good did you see this movie when you were a kid or when did a league of their own enter your life um, I'm trying to remember the first time I saw it. It was probably high school or possibly college. Crazy fact, my dad, who is like the biggest baseball fan in the world, has never seen this movie all the way through. And I get so mad at him every time he says that. <laughs> because I'm like, why? Because it's got women in it. But it's just he just never sat down and saw yeah. it. Yeah. He 
he's a big field of dreams guy but uh yeah and so (laughs) i'm like come on this is like it's easily one of my favorites if not the favorite baseball movie for me and so many good moments so many quotes and so many references he doesn't get when i try to make them so (laughs) um, so yeah that's what i'm trying to remember uh when it was for sure but i think it was uh either late high school early college i saw it for the first time and i was like this is awesome (laughs) now did you play yourself i played two years of t-ball because of my summer birthday and then i quit and then i picked up soccer so i um didn't actually play much myself um i probably wouldn't have been that good so it was probably a good call but um i'm better off watching the sport (laughs) that's i was terrible but i distinctly remember and like JV softball, which I was barely holding on to. Yeah. Wow. Um, doing the cemetery boneyard, cross your fingers, you'll never get another hit yeah. thing. <laughs> And then really horribly, I don't think they ever came around. None of us could drive at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wasn't good enough to make the varsity (laughs) team. But I remember stories of, I forget if it was Racine or Rockford, but it it would have been one of those. Basically how they would, they wouldn't have called it hazing. They would have said it was initiation, but basically they would drive girls out into like the middle of nowhere out in, you know, Indiana or Michigan or wherever and be like, get out of the car and then they would like make them chase the car running back into town and i have this distinct memory of someone on the jv team being like oh we should do that maybe like, please don't do that please yeah. don't do that please don't do that my butt will be in that field forever like <laughs> i can't because the idea was like well if you're fast enough to catch the car you're fast enough yeah. to play for us oh, and man. i'm like i'm not i'm not fast enough <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's no way <laughs> It's funny, though, because even though I gave up after T-Ball, I still had those daydreams growing up of like, what would it be like if I were the first woman to make Major League <laughs> Baseball? And mm-hmm. even though knowing in my head that it was never going to happen, <laughs> nowhere yeah. close. Um, and I think that this movie kind of like is the dream for so many people that used to have those thoughts of like, oh, I was just born in the wrong time. I could have done it, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if I had been around back then. But uh, but that's that's what's so cool about it is it really just gives you that hope of like, my not why can't women do it too maybe i could have been a chaperone maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although i've looked at their manual they were in charge of a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah. i can't believe and in the later years to economize you could pay one of your players extra to be the chaperone instead of employing a second person <laughs> in the role and uh i i don't know how those women did that yeah <laughs> even as things relax towards the end of the league that's still a lot <laughs> yeah because you're playing with the people you're chaperoning it's mm-hmm. like okay it'd <laughs> be yeah hard there are some great story and it was hard there are some great stories of women though who had been around for a while who would take over managing they actually had mm. to write up in the rules like what the rules were for having one of the players manage because <laughs> um, there was someone who did it for like got half a season i mean like a significant yeah. chunk of time and i think there was someone where they were like oh well we'll just bring her back as manager next year and they were like excuse me no <laughs> please <laughs> we've we've come so far and yet we have so far to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's a thing that like men did all the time managers were also players um and yeah you know oh, yeah. before modern baseball really took over and and why shouldn't women be managers they you know have that natural instinct to oh, um yeah. support each other and to lead and to comfort and and obviously the most famous quote is there's no crying in baseball which i've had to say to myself a couple times at the ballpark <laughs> <laughs> before be like it, it's fine but uh you know, there's something to be said about women having like that emotional intelligence and they can mm-hmm. read what other women are going through and be able to, you know, pull out what they need in that moment. Oh, yeah. And so I think it actually makes us better leaders in that way. So that's why I loved that kind of thread in the movie of uh, Dottie kind of taking yeah. an assistant manager role <laughs> and being able to bond with Jimmy Dugan. So mm-hmm. along yeah. the way. And they, they show that she does get better as... She has that natural leadership ability, mm-hmm. but I like that the movie does kind of show her getting better at managing as yeah. time goes on. Like she <laughs> she has some good instincts, but you she's a catcher, so that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas Jimmy's actually showing her how to be a manager. Right. Yeah. They they really rub off on each other, and that's really cool to see. <laughs> oh yeah. 
And I really love noticing um, this go round that when Dottie leaves, May becomes kind of the de facto new Dottie. Like as as people drop off, it comes down. And then you see like at the end of that World Series, May was the person who was like calling the shots, rallying people together, mm-hmm. keeping Jimmy in line. And it's like, oh my gosh, like look at her assuming the leadership position yeah. when it's thrust upon her. And yeah. even like after the game, she's kind of the one that's like, you know, picking up the pieces mm-hmm. and being like, all right, you know. Everyone on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this bus. I'm sure it was not comfortable in right. the real circumstances, <laughs> but man, as a movie set, I love this bus yeah. so much. <laughs> and they all have their own little, you know, their pictures tacked up on the windows at their seats yeah. and stuff. It's really cool. Do you have a favorite kind of aspect of the movie that you really latched onto other than you think there's no crying in baseball? <laughs> it's a personal mantra. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just I like so much about this this movie is it is both about the people and the relationships, but there's a lot of good baseball action in it too. Oh, yeah. It really blends it together because a lot of times in um, movies about baseball, you either get the one that's driven about the game itself or driven about the people. And this is just such a great blend and so many great moments. Like we said, her doing the splits, catching the ball just catching the the ball barehanded with her hand like it's so cool so many Mm. good moments of them playing good baseball oh rachel i don't know if we ever mentioned with this because everyone talks about dotty in the split obviously Mm -hmm. i love dotty going into the dugout that catch might be my favorite and she catches it and she's like over the steps and then you just see her fall into the dugout and she jumps up and she's like yes (laughs) yes and like and he's like holding everyone back like to keep them out mm-hmm. of play and Yeah, that one does get overlooked a lot. Yeah. That one gets overlooked and it's really impressive. And as someone who has fallen on concrete steps. Oof. Oh my god. <laughs> and it just shows like, hey, we're just as willing to go that extra like yeah. you know to make that play. <laughs> one of them gets like the road rash from sliding yes, and the skirt yes. and all that. And yeah. that was real. That was a real. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, I was like almost crying in sympathy reading um how they used to dry out the fields. Actually, I'm going to go on a limb and guess that they don't do this anymore for, <laughs> you know, safety reasons. They'd set the infield on fire. Fire. <laughs> that seems counterproductive, but. <laughs> they set the infield on fire to dry it out. And wow. so the players were talking about you basically were sliding on concrete, you know, oh, like geez, it yeah. was so hard from that treatment because they just do it over and over, you know, yeah, ah, fields wet. All right. <laughs> Go set the base paths on fire. What the? Oh, I, my god! I really want to. I need to investigate this more. I need to know what this process was. None of it seems safe. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nowadays, you know, the infield dirt, it, the top layer is turfus, which are these little kind of pellet type things mm. that get stuck in your hair when you pull tarp. But, um, I was just <laughs> going to ask if it's the same because um, I played lacrosse on artificial fields and those little pellets, like you would just find them everywhere. Yeah, like they, everywhere. two years after you stopped playing, <laughs> like and I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. You're walking along with it in your shoes the whole rest of the game. But, <laughs> but it's actually like a conditioner, so it doesn't work unless you wet it and so we would used to get so mad all the times that we would be waiting to like tarp the field overnight where we had to wait for them to water the infield before we could put the tarp on we were like but it but but we're preventing rain couldn't we just let it rain on it but that's you know not how it works so and i i have also had to squeegee water out of the outfield before so oh wow. <laughs> you name oh it i've God. done it <laughs> But one of my other moments that I really love in the the movie is when Dottie and uh, Jimmy get into like the battle of the signs, giving the signs yes. to the batter, and she does the whole in and out and in and out back and <laughs> yeah. forth. Oh, because yeah. that is just like that's such a classic element of baseball that I love that you know they had that little battle. And with Marla, the, most players would have stood there and just stared at them, but of course she yeah. is like, <laughs> like okay. trying to obey both of them. Yeah, <laughs> so good. She's so sweet. Their little fancy hairdo that she gets after Charles. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching um, Perry Mason, so I'm like obsessed with hairstyles now. Because nice. <laughs> they're just great. You just look. Is it Tatiana Mosley? Oh, if that's I how love you say her, her name. Yeah. She's amazing and she's in it and her hair is just like, I am I am fascinated by it. Nice. It seems oh, to be wow. defying gravity and physics at some points. I'm like, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> 
it's intense. Just a warning to our to our listeners. If you're used to me talking about lighthearted things like A League of Their Own, HBO's Perry Mason, slightly different vibe. But, <laughs> but if you're fascinated by this era, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> Back in 1943, <laughs> there's so much good baseball in this. And I loved all the yes. stories of like Penny Marshall just having them like one after another go out make a catch do these plays like just play a game Mm -hmm. you know filming from all angles trying to catch everything because yeah i didn't we didn't you say like you know they even played they would just play keep playing just so they would have extra extra footage just in case (laughs) so the hardest thing was keeping track they had um clean uniforms and dirty uniforms they were supposed to switch for where (laughs) they were in a game yeah (laughs) And just the, you know, the auditions themselves for the parts, you know, she was not kidding around, you know, it's like, mm-hmm, you yeah. know, come here, play ball, show me how, how well you play ball and we'll see. <laughs> Which, like I said, you can definitely tell the people who had serious baseball backgrounds versus the people who maybe like me, like, yeah, I played JV is fine. <laughs> I, I know how to swing a bat. Everyone could swing a bat, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Penny Marshall really really did women's baseball a favor picking mm-hmm. this as her project. Definitely. <laughs> there was definitely something in the air in the late 80s going around. And I have to admit now, and hopefully we don't get hate mail, I have not yet watched the documentary A League of Their Own that I, inspired her to make this yeah, movie. I have not either. I don't think I've ever watched a full-length documentary on the <laughs> League, and there are a few of them. I've watched a lot of footage, but not the actual documentaries that have been made. Now, Ashley, did you know much about the League outside of this movie? Well, I definitely didn't know anything about it until I saw the movie, and then okay. when at the end you realize it's all based on true things it was like what how have i not heard of this before so yeah i definitely did some some research after then learning about it but i i wouldn't have ever known about this probably if this movie hadn't come out and the thing i love about it too you know the more you get into learning about it it was a thing for a long time like you know almost you know to the mid 50s and it's just like it wasn't like a one-off season it was like It's amazing. <laughs> I want to learn more about the spinoff because they had like junior leagues mm-hmm. in the towns that had teams that could use their uniforms and played by their roles. And there were a bunch of, you know, a bunch of these towns that benefited from that. And there was a huge softball, like softball in the US was so huge then. And they were saying, a lot of the semi-pro teams in softball also would sponsor girls' team. You know, obviously, girls in softball, girls in baseball is a different thing, is separate. But it does seem like these teams were so huge and were really bringing along another generation. And then it all kind of seemed to What I'm wrapping my head around is that this all seemed to kind of fizzle as the 50s went on and everything was financially struggling and blah, blah, blah. Like, we could go into the reasons for it. But then there's this huge research when Title IX happens. And like, for goodness sake, there's an American Girl doll about Title IX now. And so I'm, I'm like trying to figure out like, are there pieces there to be put together? And now I'm talking on Thinking Out Loud on a podcast, which I know is always (laughs) such great content. But it's just it's so strange to me that there seems to be these like, it keeps coming back up and then it fades away for a while and then something will something will happen that kind of like sparks it again like a movie coming out (laughs) it's like when they decided to make you know softball an olympic sport and then they took that Mm. back away like it's it's been a constant battle for women playing softball or you know baseball in that sense um to find their place uh, find more opportunities to keep going and we had an intern that worked for us um not last season but the season before and then we found out last season she graduated college and she decided to go play in Korea because that's where her opportunity was and it was when am I ever going to get this experience again and she did that for a year and now she's coaching back in the States so um, because there just is only so much for them to do after college level and I just find that crazy that you know for as long as the sport has been around because let's Mm -hmm. be real it's been around forever (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know that that they're still facing that where it's like okay we've proved we're the best but now we have nowhere else to go and I would totally run a great women's baseball So (laughs) just saying, if I ever get the opportunity, that's my career change. (laughs) If investors are listening. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I remember 
this movie came out, I was in late elementary school. And then my friend and I, of course, were like, There's, they're going to make a new league. That'll be so cool. And mm-hmm. then when I went to middle school, I became friends with two girls who were absolutely phenomenal athletes and stayed that way through uh I think definitely college, at least for one of them. One of them who I'm still in touch with ran the New York City Marathon while pregnant. Oh my God. Just to show you her level of athletic ability still (laughs) in the 21st century. But I remember being like 11 years old and be like, Katie and Anne could play in the new league when they make a new AAGPBL. (laughs) I'll have to make sure to let them know to audition, to try out, you know? Yeah. These are the things that 11-year-old tyranny, just in case you're wondering if I've always been this cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I knew I wasn't good enough to play in a new league, but I was pretty sure they were. (laughs) So you were scouting already at that age. Yeah, basically. (laughs) You're just like, I got you. I got you You know, before everything went crazy, I did joke that it would be kind of Here's a weird thing. It'd be kind of fun to go to scout school. Yeah. Because I follow a couple people like on Twitter and they're in their baseball writings who have been and I'm like, guys, scout school sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I want to learn how to do that. (laughs) But of course, now I'm following them having to be scouts in 2020. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) As I say, it might change your mind when you come to a Wednesday afternoon game at Charlotte Sports Park and it is 99 degrees with a 85% humidity and uh, we're playing at 1 p.m. You're going to be like, why did I choose this life path? Oh, God. When they first were proposing and they were like, oh, we're going to do bubbles in Arizona. And everyone was like, no. (laughs) Why? This is the worst idea you've ever had. (laughs) No one wants to play in Arizona in early august (laughs) even the teams that are from there yeah (laughs) oh yeah what was it i think it was a rangers game once i remember them talking about like what the temperature and feels like was obviously before there was a don't and it was just like wow people would be hospitalized from going to a baseball game not playing in the game just sitting there yeah (laughs) just just sitting there yes spectating (laughs) yes that extreme sport (laughs) and that's one of the things I always liked in this movie. And I've said all good, all my favorite baseball movies have that scene where it's so hot and you just like can feel the heat radiating off the field through your television set. Yeah. Like obviously in the Sandlot, they have the scene where it's too hot to play. It's <laughs> like, I'm hotter than a toasted cheeser out here. But in this one, they have one, a game. I think it's the game where Kit gets taken out and she's just like so sweaty yeah. and there's dirt on her face. And he you're just, just like, oh. And it's so funny because like, that's not a comfortable feeling. I just no. pointed out like no one wants to feel like that. But I also kind of love that. And I'm like, that's part of the experience. Yes. That's the summer. <laughs> and just the uniforms they wore. It's like, yeah, those yeah, are not, not yeah. like conducive Enjoy at all the too. wool. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I can confirm that it is 10 degrees hotter on the actual field at least oh, really? than anywhere else in the stadium. Oh, and I'll be wow. standing there waiting for the anthem to be over and the sweat is just tripping down my back of my legs. <laughs> and I feel so gross. And I feel like I glisten so much more than everybody else. But in Florida, you just kind of learn to accept that everybody is sweating. So <laughs> yeah, I had a cousin who lived in Daytona and she was complaining and I went down and visited her from cold Boston. And I was right. like, Liz, it's wonderful. When you walk outside, it's like someone wraps a warm, wet towel around you and she's just like go home (laughs) but i was like coming from 11 degrees it felt good and now that i like live in a place that doesn't have winter i don't think i can go back to like actually having winter but the the worst part about summer is just that like this time of year you'll walk outside at 8 30 in the morning and it already is like so humid and hot like there is no it's cooler in the morning and it heats up mm-hmm. it just is hot it just all is. the time <laughs> yeah and you, you're like walking into work going this is gonna be great today <laughs> i can already chill yeah. my hair would be all the time just yes. a mess <laughs> i'd walk outside and be like why why did i even do anything yeah you get pretty lazy with it yeah <laughs> I, um during the season especially like i just have to like braid it or put it in a ponytail and throw it in a baseball cap because oh yeah there's no hope <laughs> I love reading all the different rules they had for the hairstyles that oh were allowed gosh. and couldn't have it too short and all these rules. And it's just like, dude, 
who cared at that point? But right. they they did. Well, they and had to look like women. So, yeah, yeah. You know. the all yeah. American. Women. God forbid. <laughs> yeah, that's why I mistake them. <laughs> if the skirt's not a dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there was a new league. I'm assuming we would not try and go back to the skirts thing. Right. But I'm assuming there would be a mascot who would have. A traditional skirted uniform. I'm, I guess because yeah, I think I'm just trying. To I've think seen of... female mascots with skirts before in baseball. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. and they always are just different enough to not get sued because it's <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I think even like the mud hens. Yeah, they're the Frida, ones we were looking the... at. We're like, it looks pretty close. She has. But... A, I think she has a skirt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Rosie Red does too. I don't know. Yeah, well, most of the female mascots have like the cheerleader skirt with the pleats, but yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when we were looking at the Mud Hens one, I remember it was like, oh, look, they changed it enough to not get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> or no, that's Madonna. Mud. Yeah, Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Madonna. I should remember. I mean, she's in this yeah. movie. <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely did the taking two sewing patterns, putting them together to make a Halloween costume mm, of the yeah. uniform thing. Nice. Yeah. And then I like printed out the shield and like packing taped it to the, oh, nice. the logo on the front. Because <laughs> like I do not begrudge the AAGPBL Players Association, which is the one who registered all those trademarks and copyrights and stuff. And they're like, they're not crazy. They're not in the League of Disney. Right. But they yeah. are. They do try and be good. And um, shoot, I I returned the book to the library, but there was someone who had put together this amazing website about the league and they had to go to him and be like, uh, hi, you don't own any of that stuff, <laughs> oh, man. but would you like to work for us? Because <laughs> you did good. That's Just, awesome. You, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, I, I don't think my w- one bootleg Halloween costume. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, who knows? Putting it out on in a I know, podcast, like, you uh, never know. Beep. But <laughs> I don't love feel, but I always thought one of the cool little tidbits I learned was just with Kit, like Lori Petty slash Kit, how she threw more pitches. They said like just about as many, if not more pitches than most like major league pitchers in a season throw like throughout the filming of this i was like oh my gosh (laughs) well that just makes you feel like you know especially at the end with the world series when you know before she bats and when she has you know her that jacket on and her one arm and she has that thing to and it's like her oh i couldn't imagine like how much i would hurt my grandfather, it would have been probably right. It would have been while the league was running. I don't know the exact year, but it would have been late 40s, early 50s. My grandfather was a left-handed pitcher and star of the basketball team and then baseball in the summer. And in high school, he pitched a double header blew out his arm and was never able to pitch again oh my gosh and to the point where when i was in when i came along in the 80s both my parents are right-handed but i'm a lefty and so he taught me how to throw but even that was like difficult for him oh wow (laughs) he got to the point where he could play catch with his granddaughter no problem but it was like i i remember at one point being like oh i really want to learn how to pitch and he's just like don't don't do that. <laughs> Let me tell you, maybe not the best idea. But yeah, he was like 17 years old and just oh my gosh. Destro- like could not overhand it for the longest time. I think the only thing that would be worse would be being a catcher. Like I just don't understand how yeah. they still have knees when they're done <laughs> with the game. Like yeah. Uh, the trick is they don't. No, I'm just kidding. That's awful. <laughs> my uh, my dad always used to say though that when they tried him out at catcher in little league, he would blink every time the batter swung the bat, so <laughs> he couldn't do it because <laughs> for that one reason. And we were like, yeah, saved you a lifetime of pain. <laughs> yeah. I was so in awe of our catcher. Again, this is like JV softball in the suburbs of Connecticut. But our catcher, Roxanne, I thought was just so cool. She was so fearless. She also played center field sometimes when um, 
we wanted to give Christy time in the uniform and practice behind the plate. And I just remember she once did a catch. I think we said she did a backflip. I doubt it was actually a backflip. But somehow her body twisted in a way it was not supposed to. Like right into a mud puddle and still caught the ball. (laughs) And it was just like, Roxy, would you? And of course... We grew up and we'd sing Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red light to her. (laughs) I just, I have very fond memories of that team, of that season. And yeah, just one of those things where it's like one second, not even a second separate. Like she was upright running to catch the ball. And then just all of a sudden she was on the ground in the mud. And it's just like, you're facing the wrong way. What just happened? (laughs) But yeah, I couldn't imagine. I appreciate the catcher role and the the behind the play and I was not brought up a Red Sox fan I became a Red Sox fan and if you get me started on how Veritech isn't going to be in the Baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame we will be here another hour so we should I'll move on but <clears throat> it's crying shame <laughs> but yeah I being left-handed I was very disappointed that I would never get to play second base like my dad had <laughs> Oh, I was like, I want to be just like my dad. And they're like, no, (laughs) (laughs) that's not going to happen to me. (laughs) Well, speaking of catchers, catching balls and pitchers blowing through stop signs at third. It's time for the question. We must ask the question. (laughs) Okay, Ashley, this is the question of controversy that we ask each guest. So, <laughs> at the final game of the World Series, do you have a opinion on whether Dottie drops a ball on purpose or if it's just a freak, you know, getting plowed into by a base runner and you just drop the ball because you got hit straight on? <laughs> um, You know, it's been a while since I've watched that, that scene, so I don't know if I can give a really strong opinion. I think if I remember correctly, there might have been a little of she did it on purpose would be what I would lean to. No! There's, yeah, I mean, there's a no, lot of I understand. ways that the, sh- that the movies frame to be like, you know, I, I, I always yeah. go back to the hand, her hand on the ground and the ball rolling out of it. Just how that's yeah. framed. It's like, I don't, what is that? Is that, does that mean it was on per? It's just right. like, what does that mean? <laughs> her hand bounces. She gets it so hard. Yeah. So is that the wrong answer? No, <laughs> no I, actually, what what's beautiful is there is no right answer. Okay. Yeah. They even confront in the commentary the actresses were kind of ganging up on Penny Marshall, and she's like, "What are you talking about? I didn't even know this was a thing until a couple of years yeah, ago." <laughs> it's like people started coming up to me, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? I don't know what's going on." So <laughs> there is no like definitive answer. I mean, unless. Someday, not a very long time from now, Gina Davis passes away and she like whispers it on her deathbed or something. <laughs> like like Rose Citizen Bug. Kane here. That's the only way <laughs> that will ever have an answer. Because I, I understand both arguments for it. But man, every time I watch them go over, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I just assumed that she dropped it because she got hit harder than we see her hit at any other point in the movie. <laughs> That's fair. But <laughs> but yeah, there there is no right or wrong answer, which is why we must put everyone on the spot. <laughs> and I, yeah, every time I'm like, oh, that's a good point. I think I changed. It's like, I can't. It's, yeah. it's like, she did. She didn't. She did. Because yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of definitive evidence one way or the other. <laughs> it's the movie that keeps on giving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one thing we've brought up a few times on this podcast is just how incredibly well this movie has quote unquote held up. Oh, yes, yeah. aged into the yeah. modern world. To some extent, it's helped because it's a period piece. But even some period pieces have not uh gone quietly into that good night. So <laughs> I love that this is still you can just pop it on. It's still right. a good movie. Mm-hmm. It does not feel dated in that way. And I think that just is a testament to how how great a sport baseball is and how many people have memories tied to it and how, you know, I always say it hits every sense when you're there. It's, you know, an experience, not just watching a game. And I, I think that we've had that so long that um, it'll never be, never go out of style. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. So you're not going to be writing any of those baseball is dying articles that have been being written since, you know, 1893 or whatever. (laughs) As long as I still have a job, then I go with it'll never die. (laughs) (laughs) That's just always my favorite when they find uh, you'll see that also with like communication things and it'll sound like they're talking about the Internet. And then you look it up and it's like, these were complaints waged against the telegraph machine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, Uh, cool. We're good then. (laughs) Well, I'm so sorry you were free to talk to us I mean (laughs) that's okay one of the baseball writers I follow was looking around and talking was like I've never had dinner with my family on July 31st before like I've never been married with a family and been free for dinner today right it was my first independence day in 13 years where I wasn't at a ballpark and that's when it hit me the hardest so I was just like this isn't how I want to celebrate but I still had a hot dog and a beer so I guess I got as close as I could but that's it. <laughs> that would be wow. I will plug. I have a Patreon um, for my podcasting and my writing, and uh, for me, basically, I'm a 21st century brand, and uh, we do movie nights. And for July, on the Fourth of July, we watch the 1999 All Star Game. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, right. And like the ceremony they did beforehand <laughs> with the All Century team and stuff. <laughs> so that was like four hours of my July Fourth, and I was like, <laughs> that that was good good call (laughs) if you feel like you want to join in look me up on patreon it's one steel sister and we have fun it's not always you know four hours of coverage or whatever ridiculous long (laughs) youtube clip that was because it was it was on youtube because they did um when they started the mlb at home stuff oh yeah that was one of the games they put up there but yeah we i put it on and i was like oh we are gonna be here a while (laughs) because i'm always you know like we're just i tell everyone like okay press play and then we just chat online and so it was like um hey guys i can't promise i'm gonna be at my computer the whole time this time like when we watch a regular movie yes of course i'm here for you but like i i need bathroom breaks But yeah, I, any of those old games, I definitely recommend. And uh, there's some MLV games still by the time this goes out. So, Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> and if you're missing baseball, don't forget to support your local minor league team by buying merchandise or whatever they might have for sale. <gasps> Go to stonecrabsbaseball.com, stonecrabsbaseball.com, and then click on shop so that they can continue to pay me <laughs> um, <laughs> until next season. So... I always say that the official motto of minor league baseball should be just when you think you've seen it all. And that applies so much to both the weird things that happen on the field (laughs) and the weird things that you can't control, like weather and tarp poles and all that. And this is just another one of those things where it was like, nobody could have foreseen this. So I think we will get through it and we'll we'll be really excited the next time we get to open the gates of our ballpark. Oh, Oh my God. Yes. That will be be a really big party. I talk up MLB a lot here, but oh my God, minor league merch is the best. (laughs) Oh. I found that you can't go wrong when you put an animal in human clothing. So those are always my favorite (laughs) logos. There's this place, I think it's just called Mickey's Place or whatever it is, it's Mickey's. And it's this huge store and they have a whole wall that's just the minor league teams. And we would always compete to see who can find the most just outrageous insane <laughs> outrageous mascot thing whatever and that's where i got my toledo mud hen shirt that i wear nice. with pride and then everyone's like oh you must be from ohio and i'm like nope <laughs> just liked mash a whole lot yeah. <laughs> but yeah there are some amazing mascots and um i won't give their website i will and i will let you plug your team again the durham bulls did put out a 2020 this is bull shirt <laughs> shirt <laughs> I will be checking that out because that's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. The stone crabs do not lend themselves to that pun, no, so I not, don't not feel quite. like it's taking away from it to, uh, <laughs> to mention that genius PR. <laughs> but yeah, and, and 
I didn't mean to cut us off. If you had anything about the movie or the league that you wanted to throw out into the world, please feel free. But I just, I would have been remiss if I didn't point out like, hey, this year is weird. Yes. Support Fair. your team. <laughs> but uh, just to let you in on a little secret about um, all these weird team names that have been coming up, it's because everything is trademarked these days. Yeah. So if oh, you want to no. come up with a new okay. idea, like, because we went through this process, um, we were going to join the Copa de la Diversión this year, which is where team names change to something in Spanish. And it's oh, about wow. including the Spanish community, Hispanic community and all of that and really being active in the Latin part of your community at home. And we just had to go through idea after idea because there was always hiccups on the trademark legal side of it. So we settled on frijoles saltarines, um, which is jumping beans. And it's oh. fantastic. <laughs> and so we have a, our logo is a bean on a bat pogo stick and he's got like oh, a fun. bolero on and it's fantastic but that's why you get things like sod poodles or trash pandas because yeah. you can't call it raccoons or prairie dogs because those are already trademarked so but we do have a lot of fun with it and i i can't say enough good things about my really baseball and the creativity and that it's for families and that you know mm -hmm. and for everyone so check out your local team <laughs> and for the love of god please if you're in rhode island listening to this keep something in mccoy stadium because i refuse <laughs> to talk about the blue socks i i i can't do it i'm sorry worcester you have many wonderful things i'm sure it was great for no no McCoy and Pawtucket. thank you we're done here <laughs> the minute they announced woo socks i was like i'm done <laughs> all right well i guess we will wrap up then rachel are you good we have to go crown an mvp yes we do we pick an mvp for each inning so um ashley it was really great to talk to you yeah. and uh yeah i hope all our listeners in florida i don't look at our stats but if you are <laughs> listening and you're in florida i'm talking to you go check it out <laughs> And I think the only thing else we have to do tonight is our MVP. MVP. Would you like to announce the winner of the MVP of the eighth inning? For eighth inning, we had via our Facebook poll, Doris's dad sweeping the MVP poll with four votes. And then Brenda the catcher came in with one vote. Twitter had a little uh, representation for both Brenda, you are out, and <laughs> Bob, that's my wife, hinting. Uh, but yes, Doris's um, dad was by far the winner this oh, week, yeah. which is just just delightful. That just makes me so happy. <laughs> like, he's just so cute. I know. I just love that I heard a little echo on that. I love that I like broke my audio <laughs> loving Doris's dad. But hey, when you're buying steak dinners, <laughs> you're going to win MVP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Friday night when this airs, I should have a steak dinner. Oh, yeah. Can I swing that in my grocery budget this week? I bet. Because I've been, since uh, things have gotten crazy, every so often I'll be like, I'm just going to make a really fancy dinner at home. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. still not that, you know, like, the most expensive thing I can do is buy lobster, you know? Like, <laughs> there's, there's only so much damage you can do. So, yeah, I've occasionally and anytime there's any event i'm like oh i'll make a fancy dinner mm -hmm. <laughs> so maybe i'll do that to celebrate our last episode yes and uh people may be wondering how can this be the last episode how will they announce the ninth inning mvp very good question <laughs> We're going to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> We're the MVPs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't actually what we agreed <laughs> off mic, but I, I do think there is a little MVP going out to first-time podcast co-host Rachel Mummert. Oh, dear. I don't even have a speech prepared. <laughs> <laughs> or clothes on. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't record over Zoom. It's all good. Oh, Zoom. I had my first Zoom experience. I had an online 
um, training the past two weeks for my um, job. The second week, they're like, oh, let's see your fun backgrounds. And I was like, come here. And I'm like, which one do I want? Blah, blah, blah. And so like, I, I was like, oh, I'm awesome. I chose the TARDIS, the 10th <laughs> Doctor TARDIS background. Mm. And I was so proud. And then today I chose running or yeah running from the boulder and raiders of the lost ark <laughs> i was like so mad i'm like nobody asked me about my backgrounds <laughs> but hey it was fun picking them out <laughs> <laughs> but like isn't zoom exhausting in a weird way yeah because I, I, <laughs> I talk to friends on zoom for 20 minutes and i'm like i need a nap i talked to friends just on my phone over video for two hours last <laughs> friday night and i was just like this is fine yeah <laughs> Well, and that and I have to remember my face. Like, people can see, even if I muted, mm. it was, like, all day. All day from, like, oh. 8 to 6. By 6 o'clock, I'm like, come on, people. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And then I don't, I get impatient, and I'm like, no dumb questions. Like, just, and people would be like, just like, because we had to take these, it was for audit, because my fun job. <laughs> and it was for certification, so we had to take a couple of tests, and they'd be like, what's that on test, and blah, blah, and I'd just be like, come on. And I'd be like, watch your face, because people are going to be able to tell, like, you're like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I think if this podcast has proven anything, neither you or I are good at hiding our feelings. <laughs> we will feel things, and you will know about it. <laughs> but but for real, we had said that uh, our ninth inning MVP are just the real players of the league which yes. it's a total cop-out we stole the idea from penny marshall the film is dedicated <laughs> to the players our podcast is it's dedicated, dedicated to, to the players it's all good <laughs> yes without those players we would not have what we have today so really truly our podcast, the most the valuable movie? players yes <laughs> <laughs> took us nine tries but we finally figured it out players <laughs> that are valuable the most the most <laughs> yes so that's it did you have anything else before we go? Oh, I don't believe so. Okay, well, if, if people are still looking for us, you can find our Facebook group, The Dugout with Dugan. We are on Twitter and Instagram under the handle VCR Privileges. Uh, which means next year when we cover American Graffiti, those feeds will just update to the new show. Yay. Sometimes <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, so I hope a bunch of you will join us next summer for American Graffiti. If you were just here for the baseball, that's totally fine. We still loved having you this summer. Yes. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Because it was it was a weird summer in baseball, and I'm really glad we got to do this. Yeah, we had baseball one way or the other. <laughs> but yes, feel free to keep up the conversation on our Facebook and our Twitter. It's been a thin slice of heaven. So long, milkmaids. <laughs>